I'm John Wilson. Welcome to Owned and Operated. Twice a week, we talk about home service businesses. And if you're a home service entrepreneur, then this is going to be the show for you. We talk about our own business in residential plumbing, HVAC, and electric. And we also talk about business models that we just find interesting. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Owned and Operated. Today, we have Danny Peavy on the show, and he explains a couple different things. So he walks us through his B2B consultant business, how he thinks about clients, how he thinks about hiring. Really interesting business to me. I've never really looked at those before. And also his consultancy is relevant to us because they help folks with Service Titan integration and basically making the best use out of their Service Titan investment. So pretty cool service. And it was a really nice look under the hood of how a B2B consultancy works. Thanks for checking it out. Welcome back to Owned and Operated. Good to see you, Jack. Hey, man. How's it going? Good. Today, we've got a friend of mine, Danny, on with us today. Welcome, Danny, to the show. Thank you, John. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate you guys having me. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Danny, you are the owner of Home Service Engine, correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. Start us off. Tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us about Home Service Engine, what it is, what it does. Excited to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Home Service Engine, we're a Service Titan consulting shop. Our goal is just to help home service companies maximize their Service Titan investment. So I'm 43. I, I essentially grew up in the trades. I have a pretty large Italian Irish family. So my dad was an electrician. I have three brothers that run a, a really successful home services company here in Atlanta. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Your mom's the bookkeeper, that whole thing. So I grew up in a family that believed that the trades are more valuable than college. And I was lucky to have, you know, kind of a front row seat into how the trades and the home services can really change the lives of families. Was this your parents' business that then your brothers overtook or was this, they went out there, the three of them and sorry, I, I cut you off there. You no. have three brothers, correct? Um, yeah. That, that went and did this. Did they start it up themselves or was it more of a family ordeal prior? So I'm the oldest out of four boys. So the second brother started it when he was 20. And so, no, my dad actually worked, if you guys have ever heard of like Warehouser or International Paper, he was like an electrician for a company. So no, he just, you know, 13 years old, like, hey, breaking out a yellow notepad and asking him, he's drawing wires and he's like, hey, let me teach you about electricity. So he just, I think he had so much freedom in his life with the trades that he wanted to pass that forward. And the first part of my career, I went in, into the technical side, but my brother's is the one that actually started the home services company. Okay. And so t you said you went technical. Where were you prior to this? What were you doing? My career started with IBM. When I was 20, I essentially for the first 10 years of my career, I worked for the largest technical companies on the planet. So I worked for IBM, I worked for Apple, and I worked for a company called Hewlett Packard. And pretty much I'm doing a lot of what I do now, but I help Fortune 500 companies maximize the tech investment they made with IBM or Apple or Hewlett Packard. And then for after that, I had an agency for about six years where I did a lot of CRM and marketing rollouts and did a lot of construction work. And then, so I kind of, with what I'm doing now, it's taking my family upbringing of home services and my professional skill set of tech and doubling down on the home services space. And obviously Service Titan is just where everything's headed. That's awesome. That's where the need is time to find that niche and really extrapolate on that, especially with your family. Why service time? Like how did that domino fall that one day you're running your marketing agency and you go, man, my brothers are having 
a hell of a time with Service Titan. They cannot figure it out. It is a, a beast in itself. Or was it somewhere else that you found that? Well, it was a couple of things. One, you know, when my brothers had first started, I'm always talking to them and we're talking about tech. And so I had put them on, I had recommended Salesforce. And this was obviously a very long time ago. And there's been a lot of different CRMs in the home services space since then. But, you know, we're always talking about tech and marketing, in my opinion, is tech. Whether you're doing marketing or ads or website or CRM, it's everything starting to blend together in the tech side. And as you guys know, with service site, like marketing is built into the tech. So yeah, that was really how it started. I think what happened with me, I just started doing a lot of different construction type of jobs. And like you said, on the niche down, you might as well just focus on one segment and try to expand from there, if that makes sense. No, it completely does. And so there wasn't really a defining moment where you looked at Service Titan and went, wow, this is a, a headache. Let me crack this. Or you just eased your way into it with multiple jobs. I think working with so many different CRMs, you kind of, you know, in the home service space, obviously Service Titan is number one. And also just seeing how much headache it is sometimes with the system. We're very data driven, right? So even if you just look at the reporting and the KPIs, and, and trying to set up the system in a way to where it's easy for you to pull out the data and trust the data. You know, that's why, in my opinion, most CEOs buy service Titan is because you want a platform that you can scale with to where you can trust the data, you can trust mm -hmm. the job costing. And so not to strum the violin, but so many home service companies aren't profitable. And I think service Titan is really the tool that I think we're all looking at to say, okay, I can finally see how profitable I really am or aren't. And that's a lot of where we're getting called is to say, I don't trust the data. I want to understand how I'm performing. And I think that's why there's such a surge right now with Service Titan. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, honestly, our story with Service Titan is we started in March of this year or in well, 2023. So we've been running Service Titan now for seven or eight months. And that's exactly how I feel is I know there's a purpose to it. I know that there's a pathway, but to find every single pathway and set it up correctly and move through the entirety of service Titan so that you get the good data in to get the good data out is such a nightmare. We don't have the vendor management inventory set up. We're not using equipment correctly. Like there's just so much to it. And because it's such a big elephant, we're just taking really tiny bites out of it at a time. We'll get there eventually. But I mean, I love this idea of home, you know, having somebody, a consultant come in and help you line it out and help yeah. the people on your team that are doing this to line it out. Yeah. So we're seven years into Service Titan and like, I wish this existed seven years ago or like this type of thing, because somewhat over the last seven years, we've had to continually redo how we originally set it up in the first place. Because when you're a small business and you're bringing on a large platform, or large anything, who's usually in charge of the rollout when you're like a two or $3 million business? It's like whoever's answering your phones is typically who's going to roll it out. That's what we did. And that's what everyone else that I've seen has done. So everything is backwards and you end up having to redo it. Like dumb stuff, like naming. Like what's your naming strategy? Because that matters. You don't think it matters when there's only like a thousand people in your CRM, but when you have a hundred thousand, with different naming strategies, because whoever was the manager at that moment, that's really hard to undo. We've had to rebuild our membership program three or four times. I don't even know what price book we're on, seven or eight now. But yeah, it's a real nut to crack. And like what most people would do is then try to hire somebody smart, or you can go get like, now there's a little bit more support around it. 
like you folks, for example, but it's also the software's been around. So more people have experienced it compared to five years ago when it was like not a thing. But yeah, it, it's a cool thing. I'm into it. So again, I have a tech background. And when people say they have a tech background, usually that means they've seen a lot of different trends in a lot of different industries. There's so many families that run home services businesses and you guys are right. What you just described, John, is exactly correct. When you, like, we've never, in my opinion, seen a system like Service Titan and there's so many things you can do with it, which is a good thing, but it's also sometimes a bad thing like you're describing. And so when you look at like the healthcare industry or the tech industry, for whatever reason, home services is always, they're not the last domino to fall, but Whatever's going on in those industries is eventually coming to home services, especially with AI coming and all those things. So seeing, like you said, some companies doing one, two, three million, all the way up to five, six, seven. I mean, if your big tech companies will, you know, if you're rolling out SAP or Salesforce or similar types of CRMs for a, a tech company, as you guys know, you have a technology team, you have an IT team. That's what I used to see in, in the big five, Fortune 500 space. But to your point, you roll out Service Titan as a CEO doing 3 million, you're looking at, do I take time away from my family to go work on Service Titan? Like there's no tech team, there's no IT team. So I just saw a real need in the marketplace. And there's also just a lot of help that's needed. And Service Titan sometimes obviously is getting overloaded with their help desk. Who's the typical company that seems to be reaching out to you? So homes, you know, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, I think you guys would agree that's always gonna be sort of the sexy home service companies, I think, Service Titan would even say like that's primarily who they're helping. We are starting to hear tell from my wife that. What is she, what does she say? She doesn't understand. I try to tell her that HVAC is sexy and she just doesn't yeah. get it. I'll work on it. I don't know your wife's name, so I'll just say Jack's wife. HVAC is sexy. That's gonna be your hashtag mm -hmm. for owned and operated, y'all's slogan. Mm -hmm. But I would say I think companies are looking to, you know, how do I maximize service titan for less than the price of a full time employee? That's really the value we're trying to provide. But I would say we're seeing companies between the two and a half to seven and a half range primarily reach out. And they're exactly in the same position you guys are in. Either they have gone through things a couple of times. What usually happens is the CEO is like, we bought service tight and we're not maximizing it. We don't know our KPIs. We don't trust the data. It's nagging at me every day that it's not set up. My employees don't have what they need to get their job done. And so then what the company will try to do is they'll try calling Service Titan support. And I love my Service Titan support folks, but sometimes a shop just needs their own dedicated help desk, if we will put it that way. And then your onboarding was generic usually. So you're not customizing Service Titan to your business as probably as much as you want in the onboarding process. So then you try setting it up on your own, right? It's taking a lot of you and your team's time because everybody has day jobs, right? Yep. Yeah. Some try to hire or think about hiring a full-time employee, but if we're honest, usually you don't need, you know, a full-time service site expert. You just need access to one. And then the biggest problem is we don't know our KPIs and we don't know which reports to pull in service Titan. run my reports for me, be kind of my service Titan GM. And so mm -hmm. that's usually the trajectory folks find themselves in. And then, like I said, we're trying to come along and say, we'll give you dedicated on-demand service site help when you need it for less than the price of a full-time employee. So you can totally maximize the value that you're getting in the system. Yeah, that is interesting. If you like what we talk about on our social media, on Twitter, on this podcast, then you should be signed up for our newsletter. Go to ownedandoperated.com where every Friday we break down our business, we break down insights, things we're learning, things we're working on, and it's good stuff. Check it out, ownedandoperated.com. So what does that look like? So I know that there's a lot out there now with that help side, but there's also a lot of help out there with people who are 
promising integration and automation and all these things like between Slack and pulling automated reports. Do you guys do those kind of things as well or at least consult on those kind of things? Yeah, we'll consult on those things. A lot of what we offer is we'll offer a help desk offering. We'll obviously offer coaching and training. We offer implementations. There are one-off implementations. I tell you what, a lot of what we do, and we're thinking about this maybe from a software layer, but we're getting asked to do what I just call the, you know, a performance package is again, is like a CEO's using the system and they don't know their KPIs. They don't know which reports to run. You're just, you're busy. Some of them, you may not even want to run reports. And so we're actually being asked to just tell me what service Titan is saying as far as how I'm performing. And then if you disagree with the data, then it's either a data quality issue or it's a business process issue. And so that's actually been something that we've been surprised about. It just depends if the CEO is data driven or not. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I was smiling midway because that's me 95% of the time. I'm looking at service time reports, trying to figure out which one I'm supposed to be pulling the data and then trying to figure out, is this actually good data or did the CSR slash dispatcher who took 200 calls today enter in all the data correctly? on the back end. Definitely, this is something that I'm personally interested in. I think I'm in line with the exact clientele. It's 2 million to 3 million and starting to grow and, and just implemented service time and trying to figure it out. So this is amazing. It's a big problem. And I did a tweet on this the other day. I think what's exciting about, obviously I'm just passionate about service time in general. I think it's like the only good decision for software at home service probably a little too outspoken about it, but I'm excited by like the suite of services that are coming around service type. So that's interesting. Like I have a friend who runs a business that helps us like get more data out of pictures on service type, like niche little problem that I need more data from these pictures that we take. And that way I can automatically put that into my marketing funnel and it can just become more and more or like phone coaching, or obviously like this, basically ops management for your data and your onboarding. But I think it's sick. Yeah. I mean, you guys are data-driven. We're data-driven. I think there's just, not to say like the boomer, or the older generation, they just didn't have a lot of access to this. A lot of it was ledger-based and QuickBooks came out, what, 20, 30 years ago. So there's just a huge opportunity now to get better data and to be a better operator. I mentioned we're looking at the software stack. Like We'd love to at some point gamify or, which obviously it's a big word all the VC guys like to use. We would like to make some of that performance data or call it a scorecard. That's something we're very interested in is how could we, you know, the reporting's great and the dashboards and service tightening are great, but kind of what you were saying, John, on what you're doing on the marketing data, like how can we just take that data and make it instant? Yeah. So you can make faster decisions. Yeah. We've had to get, who did we use? Datacube. So I think they're, they're the big ones in the space. I don't even know. It's Ishmael's company, right? But yeah, we had to build our own dashboards because Service Titan really doesn't provide the dashboards that are like, it's fine until you need more information or like you need this same information that they can spit out, but put together in a different way to present, which is what we ended up doing. Like, hey, we've got this data over here, hours worked or something. And then we've got this data over here of revenue completed, jobs completed, close rate, but like nothing really puts them together. So we had to smash it together in kind of a crude way. Yeah, we've connected to the API and we're, like I said, that's something we're actively building because yeah. to your point, we have to pull the reports. The only way to get the month over month, quarter over quarter, year over year view is, is a spreadsheet. Yeah. And so what some people find themselves doing is working with Nextstar or those bigger companies and they have their own system, but there's just sometimes there's still a bit of a gap around data and how am I performing? And yeah, so anyways, not to 
continue to belabor the point. But yeah, I think the, the passion for me comes in my family being in the business, knowing a lot of, we probably all know a lot of family members in this business. We just hear a lot of stories about, I don't have profit. I don't have profit. And not that service site is going to save the day, but I really do feel like it is a system that can help us yeah. help a lot of us get to get profitable. Yeah, I agree. What I think would be interesting, we covered the what you do, which firm believer of, I think it's awesome. You're also a B2B service business. And I'd love to dive into this yes. a little bit. Like that's what the show's all yeah, about. Yeah, let's do it. Is we're interviewing service companies, man. I have absolutely no concept of what it would take to launch a B2B service organization, drive value for the clients, grow the business, how to get new clients. Like, how do you think about this? Yeah. From an operational perspective, not to be cute, but a lot of what we offer is very similar to how a home service company would go to market, right? So a home service company comes in, usually it offers some sort of repair to build trust, to solve a problem. And then obviously if something catastrophic goes sideways or there's a, an installation that needs to happen, hopefully that the company that did the service or the repair, right, you call them. And then obviously there's some sort of maintenance component. So our business is very similar, not because we're trying to be cute and clever. It's just, that's the nature of software implementation is that you're really selling capacity, you know, in the same way where uh, an HVAC CEO is looking at the capacity of a technician, you know, as we continue to scale, we're looking at the capacity of service Titan expertise. So it, it is an interesting discussion, obviously, Home services is B2C, but a service-based business, whether it's B2B or B2C, it, there's a lot of similarities. I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but. No, I think so. When I was thinking about your business model, this was a few weeks ago. I told Brandon about it, my president. It was mainly like, dude, this is bullshit. Like, where was this seven years ago? <laughs> you were mad about and it. He was yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> he was like, this is crappy. And then we were like, we started talking about exactly that. It, it's like, hey, we only have so many plumbers. Part of the problem with Service Titan is the available expertise. It's not Salesforce with like 20 or 30 years or however long Salesforce has been around or QuickBooks that has experts everywhere, but still like a relatively new software. So like finding someone that has ever used Service Titan, we hire a lot of people and it's only been in the last two years that most of our technician hires have ever seen Service Titan. And maybe one out of 20 office personnel have ever seen service time. So like getting them, I agree with this. This is going back to like the capacity of experts, basically the same as plumbers. I can see that because I know we have a tough time, Like we've wanted to hire a service Titan certified or what do they call that? We've ended up just breeding them in-house. Yep. Yeah. We tried to find a consultant when we were doing the implementation too. Because we're a small shop, it was going to take my time full time, three weeks or whatever, the implementation, multiple times a day. And then, you know, realistically, right, when I'm setting it up, I'm not setting it up optimally. There's no way. I just don't know enough. I don't know enough about how to do the categories and all this that all feed together in kind of a simultaneous order. And so we were looking for a consultant and it is hard. It's very hard to find. So I, how do you lead gen new clients? Because I agree, like we've tried to do this before, like, hey, fix our membership program. Very difficult to find. So how do you get like out in front of it? The good thing about the home services space is that it's just so personable, right? Nowadays in the B2B services space, there's this idea that, you know, every company needs a media to, to drive and build audience off. So you guys are doing that. You've got a great brand and a great listenership. And then you need a product component and a service to your business, especially if you're in a service business. For us, it's just being a part of the community. We were at Pantheon last year. 
there's tons of Facebook groups committed to maximizing service site. And so our legion and our acquisition is really just trying to be as helpful as possible. We are working on some media right now. We thought about starting a community, but there's so much community already out there. We do try, obviously being a part of this show is fantastic, but I think this space is out of maybe all the industries. It's still just tried and true people knowing people. And so even a lot of conferences, to be quite honest with you, we haven't showed up to too many of them, but that's sort of our plan. We're not a business where we're trying to scale too fast because we really want to make sure that we're maintaining quality. But yeah, our acquisition approach is not really super, super complicated. Yeah. How does hiring new experts work? Yeah, that's a great question. I have a partner, Jason Arthur. He's on my team. I mean, you guys know hiring is in and of itself its own sales funnel, right? The same, you know, in a way you could probably say the home services company doing 10 or 20 or 30 million, that might be who we may potentially compete with if somebody has the wherewithal to bring their own service site expert in-house. You know, just stay, it, it's a similar answer to the marketing and the acquisition question, which is, it's just staying connected, shaking hands, kissing babies, and just getting to know people and just really keeping an eye out for talent. Again, no different than maybe what you would guys would do if you went to a HVAC convention and, you know, or a plumbing convention and we're trying to meet some folks that could maybe be a good addition to your team. Yeah, I think that probably is right. So are people service site and certified when they come in? For our clients that come no, in? No, you're... Uh... Like your new experts? Oh, they don't have to be, but that's definitely something that we're going through the process of. So Jason is certified, but yeah, we're definitely going to make that a requirement or like a part of the process. We've started putting people through our company through it because I think it's kind of amazing. On one hand, it shouldn't be this complicated for the listener. I'm doing air quotes, but it also like in our business, <laughs> like it touches every single aspect of our business. We're seven years in. We're maybe not using 2% of Service Titan at this point. Like we use almost every feature, especially when they come out. We're like, we're on it pretty quick. Stuff breaks a lot. So we've ended up putting people through the Service Titan certification thing, but it's complicated to get them through there. Like it's hard to sign them up and put them through the courses. Well, Service Titan is definitely making a push for that administrative certificate to happen. And I personally think it's great. It's a wider talent pool for all of us, for you, for us. Yes. And I think like for your reality, like for us, we need it because of our size. For your client, they couldn't afford to have that person anyways. It still makes sense for both parties. Correct. Yeah. yeah that's why I go back to maybe our businesses are very similar because really it's fractional capacity, yeah. right? I mean, whether that's a service call, a repair, a coaching, a live training, an implementation, there's just a segment of home services companies that like I mentioned earlier, you don't need a full-time expert. You just need access to one. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So. How many clients can, like, what is the capacity for one? What's the title for this person? I would say we would call ourselves service site and consultants, okay. but depending, again, we have coaching and training, which that's a lot of calls like this or in person. Obviously we have maintenance plans. So I'd probably say maybe 20 clients to a consultant. You know, it just depends on what that looks like from a workload perspective. I think for, you know, we, we have a service where we're doing service Titan tasks, right? Like unlimited service Titan tasks for a certain fee. Most people want to send those tasks using like a, a video screen share like Loom and they want to email it. And as long as you get it back to them within a business day, they're fine. That, something like that with like a, a great SOP database, something like that could be scaled obviously a lot easier than 
a company that is rolling out Service Titan for the first time yeah. and needs a three month Im implementation and they do 15 million. But if, if I'm working with a $2 million company that just needs a little bit of some task management and a coaching call here and there, the capacity there is a little different. So that's a little bit of my challenge, right? Is what type of contracts can we take? How many can we take at a time? And what type of resources do we put in place depending on what people are interested in? Yeah. What I think would be, sorry, go ahead. I was just say for companies that you've already implemented with and who are running and, and working with you, what's the, the recurrence look like? So you've lined out a lot of their stuff with them and now they're just working with you on a maintenance or a general random question here or there. What's the frequency that they're at, you're reaching back out to you asking questions? What does that look like? So I would say most of our customers are on some sort of retainer, even after a one-time implementation. Marketing Pro is starting to become a, a really big need. We have Service Titan not plugging them too much. They have this four-month buy any pro yeah. product for free for four months. So I actually had a client today. They, hey, we're moving forward with Marketing Pro. Don't have time to to manage it. Can you can you run it for us? Can you run our campaigns? Can you do our audience building? And that's like an example of why somebody would want to do a, an ongoing contract. And then like I mentioned earlier, I'm calling it the performance plan, but a CEO that's just like, I don't know where reports to run. The dashboard at the front part of so the front part of service site when you log in, it's not giving me that month over month view. Just meet with me every week, every other week, every month, pull my reports for me, put it in, even if it's a spreadsheet, like give me a, a red, yellow, green. And and you're laughing, Jack, because you've probably been through this, but like we'll pull the report. All right, we have CSR, we have text, we have install, we have sales, we have marketing. And then like let's say there's a zero on tech generated leads, or let's say there's a dash on some sort of field. Getting that intricate with the data is important because you're going to look at it and freak out. Like, why is there a dash here? Why is there a zero here? And instead of turning a blind eye to that, I, we're encouraging people like face it head on so you can know, again, is it a business process issue? Is it, are people typing things in wrong? So that's probably the largest reason why we're having an ongoing is because it's a data quality, data, good data in, good data out. When people come to us, we are not, trying to like push any sort of package. We're really trying to create custom bespoke packages based on capacity. And, and we always tell our clients like you, you can scale up and scale down. Usually if somebody's implementing, there's a high scale up and then it's a matter of, okay, do you want email support, phone support? Do you want live meetings? Do you just want email? Are you good with, and we just, again, we're trying to give the dedicated service site expertise for less than the full-time employee. So we're trying to stay committed to that promise. And there's usually some creative ways that we can do that. Yeah. Interesting business. I'm trying to think of another, I'm trying yeah. to think of another one. A business I'll be, I can't take credit for this business. So again, I, I come from the tech world, like HubSpot, yeah. Salesforce. Yeah. Like if you look at any major software, oh, yeah. there's, there are always yep. certified administrators. You mentioned QuickBooks, John, this is not, the, what we're doing is really nothing new. I think what's different is that again, it's home services yep. based and then as you guys know, Service Titan is punching, is packing so much into the software. Yeah. And they're you handing know? it I mean, to like got... $3 million companies. Yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous. And I think, <laughs> I don't know. I, is that an insult, John? No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's literally a capacity thing. Because like I, I look is. at our, I look at our usage Service Titan over the years and we've grown into it and we'll like can probably continue to grow into it. And we obviously have more resources than the average home service company. And it's still like 
ridiculous. But it, like mm-hmm. I said earlier, it touches every inch of the business, like everything, mm-hmm. accounting, marketing, HR, obviously ops, but like every single team is inside this software inputting data. So it's, it's wild. But yeah, I, I agree. Really it's is. just like it's early. Where's like Salesforce and all QuickBooks? That's a fairly mature support supported market, whereas it just doesn't seem to be a thing yet. It's also, I want to say unprecedented. Every department is getting into yeah. it. So not that there's infighting, but it's just not that it's weird at all. It's just really different, again, for an industry that is usually, hasn't always been, technology hasn't always been the most cutting edge thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you've, sometimes you hear murmurs about Service Titan, but I think we're all hanging on because they have the largest R&D budget and they do have a good product. And there's AI nobody else close. And, I mean, it, it, there's just no one else close. Yeah. Like it's I genuinely up. wish there yeah. was someone else close. I would love to not like yeah. my service Titan relationship is $400,000 a year. Like that's like total software fees, the supportive services we have on top, the credit card, everything. I would love to not pay $400,000 a year, but there is literally just not another option. <laughs> At this point, maybe one day, right. everybody keeps thinking that they're going to build like a service Titan killer, but all they're really doing is like competing with like, like Jobber five years ago or something. They're like, I've got a board. Like, I don't know. Yeah. When people build software, and I, this is a geeky comment, but like softwares are, com- are comprised of multiple products. Yeah. Right. So obviously in service Titan, like dispatch and marketing yeah. and price book, mm-hmm. but even when you build integrations, each integration is its own product. Yeah. So part of the reason why obviously is expensive and I'm not defending service site, but it's, let's say you've got 50 or a hundred product managers that are working with developers to build all those products and then smash it together. So that it all works. What they're doing is again, it's HubSpot esque. I mean, it's Salesforce esque, it's Salesforce esque. So it's, we've just, we just have never seen it at this scale. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place Um, to be though. It's a great place to be. And I, th- I think it's an interesting, again, I'm 43. I'm a geriatric millennial. <laughs> so I'm the oldest millennial you can be. And so I see the boomers and I see the older folks. And, and then I, I, we've got millennials like me and you guys and the younger. And it's interesting. Like sometimes the younger, I don't, I'd be curious what you guys think about this. Sometimes the tech for, sometimes the, some of the younger folks don't understand some of the tech, like some of the older guys. So there's this kind of interesting dynamic happening on the age side too if that makes sense and people's comfortable how comfortable they are with technology yeah we've noticed it depends on the team like ops is a very easy to get people like hey a new like we this is a right now thing like we actively onboard frontline managers and they've never touched the back end of any software in their life and it's not overly complicated to get them what they need regardless of age like, hey, here's the search button. Here's how job numbers work. Here's how you procure, procure parts. And here's how you look at job costing. Like, that's it. Maybe price book. Whereas accounting, like, that has been a real struggle. So we've noticed basically anyone above probably 40 seems to really struggle with getting the accounting side of Service Titan down. I'm not sure why. I think maybe in general, accounting likes to stick inside accounting. So they're like, no, I want to be inside QuickBooks or Intact or whatever. Whereas as you really have to live inside Service Titan for 50 to 60% of your time as an accounting department, most of our accounting goes through Service Titan. And that was a real struggle. 
And HR, same thing. Like, how do you bridge the gap between your HRIS and Service Titan? So all that to say, I think it really depends on department. Like call takers can pick it up quick. Field guys can pick it up pretty quick. Ops managers can pick it up quick. Support staff is its own journey. Like marketing is like, we're on month six and we're still like getting there. But there's a lot to unpack. Yep. Yep. What about you, Jack? How's it been for you on that? We just don't have a choice. <laughs> HR and all this stuff is very is very nice when you have a nice large team, but these are just not problems we're running into. If we have three people who are in Service Titan, really in the back end changing things, and if they weren't or they're not going to be, they're not working for us because we just that's one of the hats you have to wear right now. I view us as John seven years ago wishing that he had you guys because this is what we're going through. We're going to build it, break it, build it, break it. And if you're not willing to build it right now, you can't really work with us. But we have a great team. I'd probably say around exactly where John, that 40s is is where most of our people are in the service are in their mid to late 30s. And we're all just, we all know computers and are fairly technicals. It works yep. not as well as it should. It's a huge software. It's yep. ridiculous. Throwing sales for so much a plumbing it. company. <laughs> that's yeah, it. that's crazy. This is fun. And, and on that note, this sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, go it ahead. has been fun. I was just gonna say the service, the just draw that parallel. Like when my, like I said, my my family had rolled out Salesforce. When bigger companies roll out Salesforce again, like people, oh yeah, armies you, you of know, consultants. People are so yeah, army yeah. armies, man. Like I mean, we we're about so, to do Sage Intact, and. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like a fifty thousand dollar implementation fee from some random consultant to come in and help us launch it. Like it's real, but I can't have my financials down. <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> and I think I, I think the softwares know that. I think that they're probably they see all the revenue, so I think they could play nice. And if it's a under a percent of revenue or just something like that, then it's just some of the cost of doing business yeah. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was, uh, this was awesome, man. Uh, if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, the best way to find us is if you go to homeserviceengine.co, so not .com, dot, so we couldn't get the .com, but homeserviceengine.co. And then we're more on Twitter, or I guess, are you guys calling it X at this point? I still call it Twitter. No, I still Twitter, call it Twitter Yeah, as well. Twitter, yeah. So we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, yeah. but yeah, social media. And, but yeah, if you ever... If you want to reach out, homeserviceengine.co is the best bet. Sweet. There. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. And thanks awesome. for sharing about the thanks, B2B consultant business. That's, yeah. I don't know. I've always been curious. But Brandon is determined. He's like, dude, one day I'm just going to consult for people. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, go for it, dude. It's, yeah, no, I'm an open book, man. It's it, like I said, there's a lot of similarities, but yeah, happy to answer other, any other questions about that space. So. Awesome. All right. Thanks for coming on. Sweet. Yeah. Good seeing you guys.